0: Incidents happen at any time, when you least expect it. Be prepared. Reach out to recover personal injury attorneys. We don't get paid until you recover. have you covered for 64 years as the island's trusted energy provider for all three islands. Home Gas is your number one supplier of propane and propane products in the Cayman Islands, offering same-day delivery on Grand Cayman. Place your order before midday, and the Home Gas Delivery Team will get your tank topped up in any district island-wide. Same-day delivery, one of the reasons people prefer Home Gas to anyone else. We've got you covered. Call us today on 949 949- 949 7474 74. K-Man. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Erin's
1: Spirmed
0: with Candy. K-Man's top news
1: headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning. Good
2: morning. How's it going? Aaron, you're all by yourself today.
3: I am. Blake is off, so it's just us girls and everyone oh. else around. <laughs> Anyways, how's it going? Good. So what's uh, what's the latest? Anything um, that you can speak about now?
2: Well, guess what? what? We have a, we have an exclusive, some exclusive oh. tea this morning. Yeah, oh. don't you love exclusives? I love exclusives. I do.
3: I do. As long as it doesn't get me in trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the one who's always in trouble, Erin. Not you. I know. Not <laughs> um, so we got some hot tea. Okay. That there's going to be a Holland America cruise liner that will be visiting the Cayman Islands on December the 28th.
3: Um, like being able to come ashore. Yes. But why? I thought there was no cruise ships the rest of the year. Or well, definitely.
2: This is why it's some extra hot tea. So they have basically, um, as you know, cruise cruise lines have been you know a bit of a hot situation when it comes to COVID. But they've gotten, um, you know, protocols in place that are the same protocols if you fly in. So they actually found a uh, cruise liner that was willing to put all the same measures in place. Everybody has to be vaccinated. Um, everybody has the PCR test 24 hours before they get off the boat. Um Social distancing, fifty percent reduction. Like there's a whole list of things.
3: Hold on, twenty four hours after they get off the boat, but they're only going right. to be in port for no, a no, couple no. hours.
2: Twenty four hours before they oh, disembark here.
3: I see. Oh, okay. So, yeah. okay, so they So basically, everyone has to do another test while they're on.
2: Exactly. And then, so if anyone's positive, protocols.
3: Yeah. Okay. In
2: place, um, you know, fifty percent capacity, so that on the ship they can social distance, and a few other things. Okay. So they're gonna do a trial run on the twenty eighth is is what a little birdie told us.
3: It's interesting. Very okay. Well, um hmm. Well, I guess, you know. We'll see how that all plays out. Thank you for the uh, inside
2: info. <laughs> yes. Oh, somebody's just reminding me on my WhatsApp news list to send reminders for the show. Thank you so much for that reminder.
3: Cool. Yeah, what are you doing today on your show?
2: Um, so I mean we're gonna be talking about all these things, but we've got Miss K-Man who oh, is cool. on her way to um, the Miss Universe pageant. Mm-hmm. So she is uh, going to be popping in, I think, probably any minute now, actually. That's cool. So she's going to join us. We've got the 100000 DMS $100,000 winner.
3: Yeah, we she spoke to Dawn, to Dawn yesterday. Yeah, Dawn. I'm excited.
2: Yep. Dawn is yeah. coming on the show.
3: She's got a lot of people probably contacting her lately.
2: <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have Impact Wednesday. You know, we've got some latest figures in terms of COVID-19. Now, one of the most interesting things news-wise yesterday, Aaron, was 86% of the individuals who hospitalized um, are unvaccinated. And the um, chief medical officer did mention yesterday he's beginning to become concerned at the number of elderly people that are now included in that number. So I thought that that was interesting.
3: Elder, Oh, in, uh, in the unvaccinated number.
2: Well, in the hospitalized number. Oh, hospitalized. Yeah. We don't have them. Um, okay. I mean, we did We did get some details of like what percentage is over a certain age and so forth. But yeah, he just said that the Algelene and I don't, he didn't go into a whole lot of detail, um, you know, about what percentage of those are actually hospitalized. We do know that um, right now for the past week. We've had from three months to 94 years old infected. The average age is still 31. Okay. Uh, Six cases were actually infants under the age of one, and 360 were under the age of 18. (coughs) Sorry, but they did have 27 over the age of 70 that tested positive. Now, of those, I don't know how many of those are actually hospitalized. So they didn't quite break it down a little bit further, which I thought would have been useful. Yeah, but. Yeah, working
3: with what we got. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, listen, we had someone WhatsApp uh, yesterday. I'm not going to say their name, but yeah, they, we were t- whatever we were talking about. I'm not even sure if it was on this sh- segment or another one, but it's uh, huh. oh, like we'll hey, get to Blake that. How do you social
2: distance in a cruise ship? Stay tuned, Blake. We're going to talk about
3: it. <laughs> Blake gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be Larry off? Today? What are you say, doing? Good
2: morning, Aaron. He got your name spelled I right. I know, Larry.
3: Larry and I br- are buddies Peter. now. Bob Ooh. I'm good one. Yeah, no, uh she she WhatsApped in. She's like like these same people that won't take the vaccine or sitting there stuffing their face full of, you know, this fast food and they don't know what's in that.
1: Yeah.
2: We,
3: we can make these correlation like in all these, you know, like
2: th- I know. I, we, I it, think it's it. going to just get to the point where maybe people have a little bit of like fatigue um, covid fatigue and I think that it's going to get real unfortunately when we have a few more deaths that are definitely COVID related. Because everyone so far, they've had an excuse like, ah, that's not really a COVID death. So once we get there, I think people start to shape up.
3: And like, honestly, do you really want to wait and be that person?
2: Blake has purposely misspelled your name. (laughs) No, I mean, I I certainly would (laughs) not. I certainly would not want to be that person, but... Who's
3: this girl, Blake Rogers? Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, I know. It's like, you don't want to be that person. And it's just, I don't, know. It's I don't know. Hopefully people start listening to more of the science and seeing uh, the numbers, which is why it would be good if we could know in the hospitalizations, kind of the actual, you know, all the systems. Yeah, more, I think
2: more information is always great. But I think at some point, um, the data collectors are like, listen, we're just trying to, we're just trying to test everyone and get you some basic info. Um, You know, there is an epidemiologist, we understand, that is on the way, that has been hired, and they will be here hopefully before the beginning of the new year. And I think once that person is on board, you know, that's their specialty. So they're good at crunching numbers and pulling stuff apart very, very quickly. So I expect in um, 2022 to really see some meaningful figures and, um, you know, projections and forecasting and all that kind of stuff coming out of public health.
3: Yeah, totally. Well, that's exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, cool. All right, anything else? Just nice fun show talking to Dawn Bodden, how she's spending yeah, her money?
2: Yeah, so we we got we got the Minister of Tourism and Transport on. We've got Dawn Boden. I think we're going to have Miss k um queuing up here shortly. Great. And um yeah, we're going to have some fun in the show today.
3: Cool. Well, everyone enjoy. It's nice it's chatting Monday you Wednesday. and we'll see you. Yeah, it's Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. It will be American Thanksgiving. I'm really Yay. excited for my uh Turkey and all my stuff that I've ordered. I'll get some turkey. Don't say anything. Blake's laughing now because he knows I'm <laughs> going to a spill and I'm not going to do it. Okay, but yes. You guys have a wonderful See you day.
2: tomorrow. Okay,
3: bye. Have a
2: good one. Bye. bye. All right, folks. Give me one quick second here. We're going to send out our notification to the WhatsApp News Group.
4: Ang balik bayan boxes ay bumalik na sa Miracle Broker's. Ipadala sa iyong mga mahal sa buhay ang special na pakete para sa Pasko o bagong taon na puno ng mga damit, laroan at marami pa. Sa lagang 65 dolyar, ito ay isang deal na hindi mo matatalo. Ito ang huling shipment para sa 2021 at ang deadline ay katapusan ng Disyembre kaya huwag mag-antala. ugnayan sa pamamagitan ng WhatsApp. 345 916 upang bilhin ang iyong kahon at magreserba ng espasyo sa barko. Sa pagtatapos ng 2021, gustong pasalamatan ng Miracle Brokers ang lahat sa Filipino community para sa iyong suporta sa mga nakaraang taon. Lubos naming pinapalagahan ang iyong negosyo. Inaasahan namin ang patuloy na paglilingkod sa iyong komunidad sa 2022 at higit pa.
2: Or you're like, why the hell is Sandy playing a a commercial and uh, Tagalog? Well, it's not meant for us, really, in the sense that it is um, appealing to the community, the Filipino community, if they have any boxes that they want to ship. And I thought, you know what? Let's uh, make it very crystal clear. So, (laughs) if you've got boxes, sixty-five dollars, you can send. um, I think up to like two hundred pounds is actually a really good deal. Um, And they put everything they they have to send a, a container load full of course and they get that ship full and they put everything in it and you can send your boxes then to delivery to friends and family in the Philippines so they're getting ready for shipment for the end of December so if you got friends or family that you know need a little care package um, do let them know that they can take advantage of that so let me just see if I can figure out what's going on with Miss Keman. Um, I'm going to touch bases with a committee member here. Um, Let me see here. Get them going. Um, So she's off this morning. And there's a support team of individuals at the airport. Obviously, you know, we can't physically be at the airport with her, but we have um, said to them, hey, here's the link, join in, and we can still be there with you. Um, So, one member says they're in traffic. Um, Okay. Let me see here. All right. So, hopefully. um, All right. So, she is off to Miss Universe. There she is. Beautiful. Um, So, they're doing a little farewell and best of luck. She's off to the 70th. Miss Universe pageant this morning, and the pageant will be held on December the twelfth in Israel. Is that pronounced Elat Israel? I would not pronounce. I would not pretend to know. Um, okay. All right. So we've got uh, tons of stuff going on today. So trust me, um, okay, so another debit card has been lost and found. All right, we'll get that sorted out. So good morning, good morning, good morning, one, and good morning, all. Good luck to Georgina uh, Kerford. Hopefully, like I said, she can join us this morning on the show. We're going to give her a little bit of time. We've got the minister who's going to be coming up here shortly. And um, in the meantime, let's talk about what's in the news and what's been happening. So first of all, you may very well hear a little twirling sound in the background here in a minute. I'm gonna tell you what that is um, I think I might have mentioned to you guys previously that I have an issue with my oh, I have more than one issue with my feet but uh, sometimes my feet get it's almost like a little bit of... Um, it's like just walking fatigue, I guess. And it doesn't even require like a, an exorbitant amount of walking, but I think it's it's all mechanical. So I've been to the podiatrist, um, big shout out to Dr. What's his name? Dr. Anthony, the podiatrist, right? Uh, you know, he had me get in his little machine and I put a lot of pressure on the ball of my feet. And as a result of that, I get like ball of foot pain. Uh, It tends to be more on the side is where I can like put the actual pressure and feel it. And what that results in, unfortunately for me, is that sometimes it tends to happen in the dead of the night when I'm sleeping. Um, I will start to like the the actual pressure from that. So I don't actually feel it on the side unless I like, you know, press on it. And then I can feel like, okay, it's sore. Right. Which is kind of weird. But I know that it's there. It's a constant you know, and it'll get inflamed. um, If I do a lot of walking, if I wear certain shoes, high heels that put more of a pressure on the ball of the foot, even worse for me. So I try not to wear um, heels hardly ever anymore. Um, Just maybe an inch to just give myself some elevation for other reasons, because I actually have an overdeveloped calf muscle. That's a whole other thing that messes with my ankles. So the short of it is, I'll be sleeping very contently. And then all of a sudden I will wake up with ball of the foot neuropathy and pain where it's like, oh my God, it's so hard to describe because sometimes it's like shooting pain. Other times it's tingling pain. And, um, you know, some people take medication for it. So I think people do Lyrica. I've been given a prescription for Lyrica. But once I discovered that it's actually a mechanical thing, right? So the nerves are being agitated or... Um, inflamed by the fact that there's this pressure on the side of my foot. And literally I can feel it. Like when I get up, if I press on my kind of massage the side of the foot, I can sometimes pressing on it. I can feel that I exasperate the pain even more. Like it's like shoots out even more. And then other times it gives me some relief. So for the past year, uh, last Christmas, I got one of these foot massagers. And I must tell you that it has helped significantly. So it's the kind of thing you never know when it's going to happen sometimes i wear certain shoes and it's fine other times i wear the exact same shoes and it's not fine and then there's some shoes that i know trigger it for sure so last night i had an episode 4:15 in the morning i was like why i just went to bed at one o'clock right so it kind of kicked off and i was thinking to myself you know i was i was out a little bit yesterday And I probably should have, um, because now every couple of days I try to use the massager if I can remember. But you know, pain is the craziest thing. If you're not in pain, you just don't even remember that you need to do certain things. So good morning to Wee Wee, Vernita's here, Irvlyn, anybody else has this issue or is it just me? I felt like Bob, good morning. Like I've always had this, even as a child, I felt like it was there. But as I've gotten older and put on more weight, that's why it's important. Um, to get the weight off. You know, I have had this issue kind of get worse over time. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. So let me see here, Bob and Alice, I've got my massager here and I'm actually going to turn it on. And normally it's, it can happen on both feet. But I have noticed more and more that it happens on the um, right foot more than any other foot. So, do you guys hear that little whirling sound? That's my foot massager. So, I'm going to just do it for a few minutes, folks, to give myself some relief. Because last night, I, there's a number of things I have to do to make the pain stop. So, you know, I'm trying not to take like painkillers and stuff. You know, they're not the best for you. So, I try to do other things. So, I'll ice it, I'll put heat on it. So, last night I did heat with an ice pad and I was eventually able to fall asleep after five o'clock. And then, um, you know, sometimes I have a TENS machine. So sometimes I stick the TENS pads like directly on my foot and turn it up all the way. Cause you know, TENS machine sends like electrical shock um, to your feet and um, that that's pretty effective but I have to leave it on there for a while because the foot, you know, feet are very, it's one of the toughest, areas of, um, the skin to get through to. Topical creams don't seem to help particularly well, but I do have a Voltaren rub as well. Um, all right. So Miss Joy, uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Alice. Um, so let me see here. Uh, Julian, good morning. Larry's here from New York. Miss Rita, Buenos Dias, Felicia. Of course, Blake is asking a really good question. How do you social distance on a cruise ship? Well, um, two things, of course, like I said earlier to Aaron, this is a CMR exclusive that we posted last night. Well, that's a very good question, Blake. How do you social distance? Well, one of the things that, and I was reading the policy of Holland America Line. Um, you know, they have implemented quite a bit of, COVID related procedures, generally speaking, right? On how to get people to travel as safely as possible on a cruise ship. Now we know that after the um, pandemic broke out, unfortunately the cruise lines are horrendous at getting their act together. And they were out there cruising around way longer than they should have been. And quite frankly, Robert and Dion and others, you will know, that they are considered like little petri dishes for any sort of outbreak. And so um, for the sake of money, a lot of them were not playing by the rules and they're scathing reports about, you know, how they just ignored the pandemic and they continued to sail. So now some of them, including um, Holland America, has put a number of safety protocols in place. So they've got pre-cruise travel and uh, embarkation, you know, policies. Um, They have while you're cruising certain things that you must do and uh, health and safety protocols, even as you come on and off of the various locations. So one way in which they have addressed this issue specific to Cayman is that they will um travel at half capacity. So normally the ship, I think does like several thousand um, passengers. They're going to be doing only something like 1,600. And again, this is from you know our exclusive sources. So we have, I feel like we probably have 97% of the details, but more details would certainly be forthcoming uh, as this shapes up. So half capacity will allow people to, you know, because you're not packed in there to really try to keep their distance. And I'm sure that if they're at half capacity, they can do like every other cabin and stuff as well. Um, So they do have a whole list of things. I was looking at their social media platform and they've really been encouraging people to familiarize themselves with all of their COVID related policies. No children on board this particular um, flight, only vaccinated people. So just like at the airport, you know how you can only um, travel in if you're vaccinated? Well, the same thing. And in fact, quite interestingly enough, Holland America has a policy of their own, regardless of what destination you're going to, they are only doing vaccinated tours at this particular time. So I'm just looking at their, um, like I said, they've got all of this online. So I'm just having a look at this here. Um, so they've got a number of protocols that they've shared, you know, with their, um, passengers and how this is going to work. What's so incredibly amazing, folks, is you still got people messaging them on social media like, well, when are you going to open it up to unvaccinated travelers? I'm like, y'all, you unvaccinated people have got some damn nerves. I'm sorry, but y'all are crazy. Why would you want to even take a cruise? But y'all think like life is normal. It's no big deal. It's like, really? As an unvaccinated traveler, you want to be cruising? No, 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 honey, child. Cece is here for Miss Dawn. Well, hang on tight. We've got Kenneth Bryan, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, Minister of um, Tourism and Transport at first. So she's excited. Cece wanted to win that money, Dawn. So can't wait till Dawn comes on. Aliano's here. Miss Bula's here. Uh, Hero Blair is also here with us. Joy Sand, good morning. Uh, Kamark, so nice to see you. Um, thank you. This is actually a red dress, not a dress, but a, a top. And it's got some kind of little frills or something. Can you see? I don't know. There you go. So it's got some little frills. It's really, really old. And I actually need to retire it. But, you know, it's one of those that seems to always make its way back into the closet no matter what I do. So I think I'm going to be retiring it soon. You know, recently I made, um, I did a really fabulous clean out of my closet. And, man, I had at least, oh, my God. I think two huge bags full of stuff, mostly bottoms. Like I was able to get rid of a lot of pants and jeans and, you know, some tops that I found like most of what I was getting rid of was just bottoms that I was just not wearing. So, um, yeah, I got rid of a ton of stuff. I donated it to um, a young lady in need um, in another district. And she was then able to, she said there was so much stuff that she took out what she wanted and what she could use. And then she was able to pass it on to other friends and family. So I thought that that was fantastic. So good morning. Um, Ms. Sue, Ms. Sue says so she's in Lyrica um, for terrible nerve pain in her foot toes, mine over a year. So painful some days. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I read the side effects of the, um, of the Lyrica, Miss Sue, I'm just like, ugh, the side effects of medication, although I know that it's not, you know, most people probably have very mild Side effects, I'm always a little bit weary of those. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not fun. Um, but I find that the massage for me, because of the source of like what's causing the pain, has been really, really effective. Uh, especially if I get ahead of it, like I try to do it before I go to bed or try to preempt it. Sometimes the pain happens during the day. But that tends to be um, a rare occasion. Normally it happens at night when I'm like, the body's totally relaxed. And then those pain nerves start to wake up. And they're like, oh, here I am. Uh, Good morning to Bob. Watching here, Christmas Island. You're watching from the Christmas Island? Thanks for mentioning. Hi, Bob. John is here. Good morning, John. We got Richie. Mr. Richard says from Rock, Round Rock, Texas. Now all my American friends, um, extended friends and family, you guys getting ready for Thanksgiving? Let's bring the good minister in. So again, we're waiting for um, Miss Georgina and um, she might jump in because I know she's at the airport. So she might jump in any second. So Minister Brian is here for Impact Wednesdays. Um, As you guys know, we've mentioned this before if you are listening to the program, Impact Wednesdays is basically an opportunity for um, the government of the day to, you know, let us know what they have been up to. So um, not specific to their ministerial positions because they have lots of avenues for that information, but more specifically as an MP. So um, we've had Miss Kathy on, and she's been doing a number of things in her constituency. Her constituency office is open. She's got. Um, what else has she doing? She's got her um, her program where she's, you know, joining up with the food bank to distribute food and meats and other stuff in the district. She's going to be having training programs and so forth coming on I think, for 2022 and in, in the first quarter. She has a concierge um, transport service where it will pick you up if you're in need of transportation and take you to your medical appointments. I thought that that's quite a good program, actually. A lot of people need medical care, but you know, have to rely on the buses and that's not always as convenient, especially when you're elderly. So this morning we've got uh, Kenneth Bryan who's joining us again. good morning
5: yeah good morning sandra good morning to to your listening audience good morning k man uh wow you're you're stepping up your game man your graphics your intros and everything is looking pretty awesome
2: every (laughs) single day man you gotta improve in life that's what it's all about so miss loretta is here for it she says good morning mr kenneth she's so happy to see you
5: good morning loretta how you doing god bless you i hope you have a wonderful day today
2: so, Catherine, thank you for that suggestion about magnesium. I think somebody else told me that. I think I just need to start taking it as a regular supplement. Um, so, Mr. Kenneth, um, funny enough, we were talking about a few things kicking off this morning that kind of relate mm-hmm. to your ministry. So, we're waiting on Miss Georgina to. Yeah,
5: come I, I, I have been keenly listening, Sandra, yes. and I am telling you, Cayman Road's um, inside sources. I don't know who you're paying, and how much you're paying them. <laughs> But, boy, you can get some information.
2: (laughs) Let me tell you. And, you know, the beauty of it is uh, we got sources, eyes and ears, all over the place. I got a little joke for you. Someone was jokingly saying to me that yesterday that um, they said, Sandy, you know, they heard the Minister of Education said, where does Sandy get her information? Because she knows stuff about UCCI that I don't even know. So, listen, stay tuned, folks. There's always more to come. And we have said from day one, you know, we're all about trying to improve upon our platform and level up our game at every single step of the way. You know, we're, we're improving. And folks, speaking of improving, you guys are gonna be tickled pink um, that we have the premiere coming on tonight. Now he's committed and we're gonna hold him to it every other Wednesday he's coming on for a segment that we're gonna call premiere access for two hours. It's a and A segment. Folks, come with your questions, anything and everything that you want to ask the premier. He's going to be the hot seat for not one, but two hours every other Wednesday. So tonight he's up for that. So um, Minister Brian, thank you so much. So what are your thoughts, um, first of all, about Mr. Georgina? I mean, she looks beautiful. I, I was just showing people, you know, this um, sort of flyer of her. She's on her way this morning to Israel. So she should be at the airport as we speak, <clears throat> doing a little farewell with some committee members and some others, family and well-wishers. So we're hoping that she'll be able to pop in uh, quickly into the segment. But I know you were obviously at the pageant and um, you, you know, we're very, very pleased to support that as it falls under your ministry. Um, What are your thoughts about her off to Israel today?
5: Well, first off, I want to say congratulations to her again publicly. And we are so proud of her and we're excited for her new experiences. She's going to um, be a part of in Israel. Um, The hope and plan was for myself and the Parliamentary Secretary to accompany her in Israel. But unfortunately, um, time didn't permit with the pandemic as well as the budget starts on Friday. So, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out to her. We know that she's going to do well and represent the Cayman Islands very well. Um, She seems to be a very, very confident young lady. um, and, And I know the committee has her well prepared. So I know the parliamentary secretary that falls under the Ministry of Tourism, Ms. Heather Borden, is going to be assisting with the airport stuff because I had to be on the show here this morning. But, um, you know, we're all excited um, for Gina. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to see what the feedback is. You know, the, the chairman is going to be keeping me in contact about what's going on as well as the ministry. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to give some updates um, when she gets over there.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and like I said, we're actually hopeful that she can um, just jump on, even for a few minutes this morning, and we can, you know, wish her well uh, from the C.M.R. team here. So, um, you know, I I don't know if you want to talk about this yet, but there's a lot of questions about this other um, news situation that we broke uh, late last night about Holland America. I mean, this sounds like exciting news. Are you in a position? And I know, I know, Minister, I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, and this isn't really why you're here, because that's obviously ministerial stuff, but we want to talk about your district stuff. So shall we put it in the back burner until the next time?
5: Well, I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm not sure because I can't confirm or deny that your sources are correct. Okay. Um, well, we'll leave it there. I, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So we'll, well, we'll leave it there, folks. And um, as this situation develops, all I will say is maybe just stay tuned. And I'm sure we'll hear more from official sources. All right, so Minister, um, you've been extremely busy on the ground within your constituency. Now it is Christmas time. And one of the big things are coming up around the holiday season that Caymanians really take a lot of pride and joy in is trying to clean up their neighborhoods, spruce up the home, do a little house projects, You know, right before the holidays, we love everything to look beautiful. It's kind of like, you know, you hear the old stories of um, when they had sand, they only had sand in the front yard. Um, You know, they would get out there and rake the sand and make it look beautiful and start to put out Christmas decorations. So tell us a little bit about uh, what beautification efforts will be underway within your constituency.
5: Well, the the good news is that the Honorable Minister um, J.E. Banks um, has announced the, the NICE program that's coming up in a couple of days. So I'm happy about that because that gives a natural element of the cleanup program where the Department of Environment encourages persons to, you know, take out their um, things from around the yard that they don't normally need and they'll put them out and to the roadside and the various different districts. I don't have the list with me as it's not under my ministry, Um but I know those announcements from DOE will um, Department of Environment, um, Environmental Health will release that information and, and and hence the cleanup process will happen. Then we will obviously have our crews who are persons who want to work, um, get an opportunity to go out into the neighborhoods, into the parks and start cleaning up. And I, I want to steal a little opportunity here to, to mention the fact that the Georgetown Central's um, Scranton Community Committee um, will be having a cleanup of, our park uh, at 6.30 on Saturday morning. Myself and my committee and anybody who wants to come along, um, I would love for you to come out Come out. at 6.30 in the morning. Refreshments and drinks will be um, served. If you come out for an hour, maybe two hours, that'd be great. We're going to start early in the morning to finish cleaning off the park because you know that we do the um, seniors Christmas party every year uh, courtesy of the Central spamming Committee. And, and as their representative, I'll be assisting in that respect. Uh, The other good news in respect to the park is that, you know, we've started the the works um, for the park. Uh, I don't know if anybody has got an opportunity to go down into Central, to Martin Drive or or Miles Lane to see where um, the park um, is situated. It's just Mm -hmm. been um, gutted out and cleaned out. A lot of the trees that needed to be moved have been removed um, and planning stages for uh, fencing it off and preparations around the, pan, the, the, the pond sorry, um, are starting to, to happen. Um, you know that the Central Scranton Park has been a very important thing to me from the last time, last administration when I was in opposition, uh, but obviously not much had been done then, um, as there weren't no monies allocated or budgeted for it. Um, I'm working very closely with the Minister for Parks, the Honourable J. E. Banks, and he's assured that... Um, I don't want. I was supposed to be a part of my speech um, on on Friday or Monday for the budget, but there's a substantial amount of money uh, allocated for the development of this park. So preliminary works have already started, um, and if you go down in there now, you'll see that it's all cleared out where some of the some of the work will start we put they put around parameters around the property. But in that in that vein, we are also allowing for the property to be cleaned um, to a degree where. We can have the Christmas party on the property, uh, even though it's going to be like an empty property in preparation for the park development. Um, So if you want to come down and be a part of it, please join us, myself, my committee, as well as the Central Scranton Community um, Committee at 630 um, in the morning at the Central Scranton Park, which is off Miles Lane. Or you can take the road through Martin Drive. Um, Most people know about it. So if you want to come spend a a couple hours with us, we'd really appreciate it. We're going to paint up the old hut there and give it some fresh paint, like what we do as Caymanians during the Christmas time, Mm -hmm. even though that hut is not going to be there for very much longer. Actually, I think this is going to be the last time that hut may be used um, for serving our seniors as the next event. By the time the next event comes around, you're supposed to have a beautiful functioning park. Um, And obviously, we're going to have all the ribbon cutting and the... um, Um, celebrations for when we officially open that park. But work has already started. Uh, I want to try to use some of the money in this budget to get some of the work done, um, because you can't take money from the past year into the new year. Um, So that's what's happening now, and I want to encourage persons to come down. But in getting back to your original question, um, from a cleanup perspective for Christmas, uh, you know, I think everybody, all elected members, including the opposition, will always uh, all be contributing to to uh, working with the community um, through the Christmas time to do their cleanups in the various different areas. So I know that the um, registration forms um, for the NICE program has been making its rounds. I think I saw that you had posted a story on it. Sorry, let me just get out of the glare of the sun. Um, So I think that people already start to sign up with the various different um, elections offices. I mean, uh, constituency offices. Um, And if anybody wants, um, from a Georgetown Central perspective, want to sign up, Mm -hmm. my office will be happy to assist you with that. So, you know, the normal stuff of the the Christmas cleanup will happen. And again, I thank the Honorable Minister um, who deals with the nice program, the Honorable J.E. Banks, for putting this on. Because it's quite difficult in this um, environment with the pandemic and the virus around us to have large crowds. So they have to be doing a little bit of juggling to make sure that Mm -hmm. happens it may be limited for many of the elected members because we will be in parliament as of Friday and and we're going to be doing a a full schedule for like three weeks straight because we got a lot to cover. we got a budget for the next two years for 2022 and 2023 to go through. Um, I think that, you know, every elected member is going to have probably their opportunity to not probably they will have their opportunity to say what they're hoping for for the next two years. So bound to be a very robust um, debate. Um, I'm sure you'll hear from the opposition, as well as the government ministers and the backbenchers, the, um, the parliamentary secretaries. So this is an opportunity to talk about their goals and dreams and hopes over the next two years for their people. So we may not be out in the community as much, but I know the efforts for the cleanup Christmas time will be well in its way um, as we are working on behalf of the people in the parliament.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, are you planning to have, you know, I know, again, there's concerns about the community spread and crowd controls and stuff like that. But will you be having anything for children um, coming up into the holiday season, any Santa visits um, and little gifts or anything like that that we can expect from MP Brian?
5: Well, you know, this is this is a hard one, because unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take the risk. Normally, what we do is do seniors and kids together. Um, mm-hmm. And I really wanted to do this. My committee and I, from over a month and a half ago, were planning. And we had the land center set up and everything, and mm-hmm. it's just I just don't think I should take the risk. Uh, there's a level of responsibility on me that you know you don't want to know that your MP was responsible for somebody getting COVID, and right. and there's a large concern right now for our elders um, because yes. they're more vulnerable. So I'm I'm going to unfortunately hold back on that i will still do Mm -hmm. my rounds like i normally do through christmas you know there's Mm -hmm. many people who don't um, unfortunately not in the position to you know ensure that they have a great christmas meal and and Mm -hmm. that's where you know your traditional um and all mps do it they go out and hand out whether it's a ham or a turkey or or something like that that for Mm -hmm. those who may want it and appreciate it not everybody needs it um but some people appreciate it and if at least we know that, you know, uh, every Caymanian family in our constituencies um, can have the opportunity to at least have a good Christmas meal, it makes us feel a little bit better. So I will be doing that because that's not in in a um, yeah in a congregated way. We'll be going individually to different homes. So I'll make those rounds. Um, there's some less fortunate people that I'll go to directly that I know needs a little bit more than that. And I will try to assist them as a family for some more um a a little extra something um, in respect to that. That's what I always do every year, uh, because there's people who, unfortunately, life is just the way it is, and don't have as much as others. So Mm -hmm. besides that, I won't be doing any big events because of the community spread. Um, I hope that, um, and I can make an announcement here this morning, let me double check the dates, because I do not want my committee to beat me up. So I'll make some announcements on the dates here. Um, February, the second Tuesday of February, the second or the third, I can't remember. My committee is going to be so mad at me. Um, the second February, second Tuesday of February, which is mm-hmm. the 8th of February, we will be doing the, um, Hogside Bay Day 2. So, you know okay. that I did the Hogside Bay Day, um, it was a big celebration. Yes. Um, um. Particularly for those of George from the Georgetown area, where Hawkeside Bay was uh, a main focus uh, for people enjoying that harbor. It was a big success. And uh, now that I am a minister in charge of port, thankfully I won't have to call myself and ask myself for permission. I can give myself permission to do it.
6: Oh, and then okay. have
5: the whole give the government and all opposition members the opportunity to join into this because this is about Georgetown. This is not about Georgetown Central. It's about yeah. Georgetown and Cayman Islands as a whole. Yeah, so, and it was so I, I much fun like, last time. Yeah, and I, and I hope that the opposition members would chime in this time because I would like for this event to turn into mm-hmm. an annual one even well after I'm gone out of politics. So, mm-hmm. but we're committed that we're going to be doing that in February. Um, so I've already talked to the, the board um, for, for the port to say, listen, I don't know where we're going to be with the cruise port at that date, but um, not the second. Did I say the second Tuesday? I'm so sorry. It's supposed to be the second Sunday of February. Where did I get Tuesday from? I'm thinking about Cabinet. My apologies. So, the second Uh Sunday is the 13th. Sorry. Second Sunday of February is the 13th of February. Uh So, got the date right. um, And... I would want all the opposition members as well as the government members, all Georgetown elected members, particularly to be a part of this and, you know, bring your people out. And, and we're going to be offering free food like what we did last time, you know, the mm-hmm. traditional fish fry swanky, that kind of thing. And as a place for the seniors to watch the next generation um, partake and what they used to do as kids is swimming that Harbor. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and, Hopefully, there will be no cruise ships on that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> Make sure now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Double check the so. scheduling. Um, yeah. Ms. Daisy's here, says good morning, uh, Sandra, my MPKB. Paul is joining morning, us from Bermuda. David, Duke.
5: That's my Daisy Dukes, by the way.
2: Yes. Um, Paul is from Bermuda joining us as usual. Ms. Alice is sharing with us that she had back surgery last year, and since then, the pain is unbearable. Chantal has a suggestion oh. for those of us who had pain she also had back surgery last year and she said she bought a beamer is it a beamer or a bimmer and all her pain went away it's amazing look it up um i have i have
5: a a bmw what's that you bought a bmw and her pain went away
2: (laughs) yeah um that's not what she's talking about but chantel uh, i'm interested to know more about that so we'll talk about that a little bit later on and i'm sorry you
5: said you said sorry sandra you said bimmer well, and, I, don't, you know, I don't know how it's pronounced. B
2: e m e r. So is that Beamer, Bemer? Yeah.
5: Okay. I just heard Beamer <laughs> in the back of my my mind saying, no. "Give me the keys to my <laughs> Bemer. It's <laughs>
2: not not a, not a BMW. I'm pretty sure okay. that isn't what she meant meant, but um, you know, there's so many uh, therapies out there, Chantel. So thank you for sharing that with us. We'll definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, if you've got one that we can try out, why not? Marshall joining us from North Carolina. So as you know, Kenneth, we have Caymanians all over the world, and they're yes. absolutely um, tickled to tune in. So we've got 222 people right now joining us, folks, um, 20 on YouTube, and YouTube is a little bit less these days because people are trying to still figure out
5: where the YouTube well, link is. Why don't we get those numbers up? I asked everybody, 220 of you, to press the share button right now on your devices, and let's see if we can hit that 400 mark within the next three minutes. All it takes hey, for you is press the share button and let's see if we can get 400 people tuning in right now. All right. Absolutely, so let's come down three minutes from now and see how high we can get it. Everybody, in a couple minutes,
2: um, We have just gotten confirmation that Miss um, Georgina will be joining us. So she's on her way to the departure lounge. And then once she reaches the departure lounge, um, she's going to be joining us as well. So, lots of exciting um, guests this morning on the program.
5: Sweet. Yeah. Sweet.
2: So, um, Chantelle, thank you. She says it's it's Bemer, maybe, vascular therapy. We're going to definitely look into that. Miss Daisy is here saying Buenos Dias. Thank you, Miss Daisy. 62 degrees in Bermuda. That sounds very chilly. Wow. So, Opal
5: yeah,
2: has a question. A north, that's why. Um, actually, Opal has a, a comment and then i think i saw a question from her her as well she says good morning our cruise ship is coming back is the best news thank you um so i can get back to work and take care of my family so again um opal we'll we'll wait on official confirmation to um confirm our uh most reliable sources but we'll we'll wait and then somebody else had a question oh yes Opal says, curious to know, please ask Mr. Bryan if the ministry is giving any scholarships. Now, I know um, that your ministry has actually been busy with a number of um, tourism related courses. And um, tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about what opportunities are going on, sorry, at the moment for people in tourism.
5: Uh, Well, we have our traditional tourism scholarship program that uh, allows up to 30000 I have some other announcements to make in respect to the scholarship area, but I can't give you everything that's going to be in my speech this morning. Uh, but okay. we also have um, some other some other courses that are happening right now, um, which is the wine um, Wine House Three um, um, Tourism program with bartending in front of house. So servers and bartenders. It's a um, I think it's a two week course. I can't remember the exact details, sadly. Um, um,
2: Yes, Minister. I was actually just messaging my video guy because he um, was at the event last week because I wasn't able to attend on Thursday and he got some footage for me. I just messaged him to say, by the way, where's my footage? (laughs) So um, I know that that event (laughs) has been... Uh, That wine course. And you know what? He actually partook of, um, I'm glad I sent him because I don't really drink, but he was able to partake in some of the cocktails. And he said that the cocktails were amazing. He's like, Sandy, they were really good. And I said, really? He said, yeah. So um, I think we have some Caymanians who are making some real strides um, in a new industry. Big shout out to Paula um, Swaby. She goes by the nickname Brown Sugar. And I know she has okay. been taken full advantage of some of the opportunities that have been made available to her, including sushi making and signature cocktail oh. with the Ritz bartender. I'm going to, I'm going to grab one of her photos because she's always sending me information. So if anybody knows Paula, um, message Paula and tell her that I'm talking about her this morning <laughs> because Paula is, Paula is awesome. She's always sending me stuff on what she's been up to and how she's, um, upscaling herself because you know paula has been driving taxi for a very very long time and um thankfully now paula has had the opportunity to do other things and trust me she has taken full advantage of it i mean i see paula she said um sandy i'm not shy she said some of the younger caymanians appear to be a little bit shy but she's like at my age what do I have to lose? I'm doing everything that is being offered to me. I'm taking bartending courses. I'm making sushi. I'm doing it all. And, um, you know, yeah. just really, really.
5: That's um, the attitude you um, need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she looks fabulous. I'm, I'm going to so, pull up so, a video here of her in just a second.
5: So the, the best way to, to find out what the offerings we have is go to the Department of Tourism's website, and they have a list of training opportunities. Outside of your traditional scholarship programs for young mm-hmm. people coming out of the high school to go off overseas, but we have some more um, exciting news that we're going to be announcing in respect to scholarships, because tourism covers a number of different areas. But I'll leave that to my um, contribution at Parliament or potentially mm-hmm. the Parliamentary Secretary. It depends on who speaks.
4: I'm yes. Not sure if I'm going
5: to speak quite yet. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe Miss Heather and I might announce it. Uh, we'll see how the um, the debate goes. Um, or maybe the premier may announce. But we have a lot of um, new things in respect to training opportunities for Mayans in tourism. Because mm-hmm. as you know, I am taking a very hardball approach in respect to opportunities for Mayans back in the industry. Um, and this part I'm happy to share with you again now and potentially mm-hmm. on the floor of the house, which is we as a government has taken the bold um, decision to reopen, even with some people not happy about it because of the um, accepted risk that come along with it. We accept that there's going to be risk, um, but we thought it was important for us to reopen. Um, And you're hearing whispers now about crews as well. So the the discussion about going down the line of bringing tourism back, we did that with those risks because of Caymanians. Not for work permit holders to come and get our jobs for Caymanians. So I want to encourage, again, every opportunity I get for industry players to do your part. Look for our people to hire them. Let's do a carrot approach because the stick approach is not going to be the best way I want to go about this. I want Mm. to continue my relationship with industry as the minister for tourism in a very, very happy way. But in respect to our people and employment for our people, it's not one that we're willing to compromise on. So again, I'm, I'm certain that the industry players are going to do their rightful part by looking for Caymanians and hiring them so they are truly the beneficiaries of this risk that we're taking for our country mm-hmm. and for our people.
2: All right. So let's have a look at um, a few of um, Paula's uh, pictures that she's submitted. So here they are. Um, making sushi, folks. So, this is um, absolutely lovely. Um, there's her sushi, and um, there she is learning how to put the toppings. in that sushi girl looks good, those rolls look very well um, done. So, we do have uh, Miss Dairy Dakers, minister. Just give us a second. We want to go ahead and pull in the Miss Kiman Man Committee along with Miss Kiman Man Universe into the live stream at this time. Uh, good morning
1: hi good morning <laughs> how are you i'm good we're all excited here today with georgina can you see her right here
2: yes hi georgina oh Hello. how are you how are you i'm good. great how are you good you look very beautiful nice floral dress is that a dress or a? it's a pants I, I can give you a better view you want to stand yes let's see the full ensemble gorgeous oh lovely Absolutely gorgeous. Do a little twirl for us. Twirl <laughs> around.
1: Twirl around.
5: <laughs> Sandra, put, her put, her, put her up on the bigger screen. Put her up on a single screen.
2: Yes, you look beautiful. Hold on one second.
5: There we go. There gorgeous. we go.
2: Oh, I love that. Okay, that's
1: really pretty. And a little bit came on with me.
2: Yes, something bright and colourful. Absolutely love it. So, Miss um, Georgina, tell us how excited are you to be travelling to Israel today?
1: You know, there's there's been a lot of mixed emotions this morning. You know, packing very, very late last night. Ryan Miss Derry, everyone that can make it tell you, you know, last minute things. But we, we sorted out, we found creative outside the box ways. I'm really excited because I haven't been on a flight so long, so I'm just excited yes. to pack up on a little bit of Netflix and a little bit of sleep, yeah. but it's a to of a experience, and I hope that I can make man proud. <laughs> yes, we're sure that you
2: will. Um, I'm assuming this is your first time to Israel as well.
1: Yes, yes, and yeah. I'm really, really happy. There was a lot of emotions with things that were going on there, but for me, my grandfather went there, and he's a Christian, and he passed away a couple of years ago. And I feel this is going to make me feel connected to him, so I'm really uh-huh. happy. That I'm going, and hopefully, we can go to the Dead Sea.
2: Oh, that would be beautiful. That so, be awesome. safe travels. You leave today. Um, what time will you arrive in Israel? Like, what's your journey like? Where? What countries do you go through?
1: I think we'll be arriving there tomorrow, tomorrow morning, like really, really early in the morning. Very uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So
2: it's just, almost a 24-hour journey then. Yeah,
1: so we're gonna go from here to Miami, Miami to Germany, and then Germany to Israel. Okay. All
2: right. Beautiful. And um, I know there's always a lot of excitement around the national costume. I'm sure you probably can't tell us too much about it until it's actually revealed. And we're going to be looking out for the photos and, of course, seeing you on stage on December the 12th. But presumably you've seen it and you've had a fitting of your costume. What were your feelings about it without telling us much about the actual costume itself? And what were your feelings about it when you put it on? Well,
1: I was very happy. I tried it on the first time yesterday, which was amazing. It is exactly what I wanted. I knew yeah. that that's what I wanted to wear as a costume. And Danielle absolutely performed and blew off my socks when I saw beautiful. it. It was beautiful. The colors are vibrant. And every Caymanian who is watching will know exactly what it is when I come out on that face
2: lovely we can't
1: wait we can't wait and of course um Georgina
2: one of the important things is I know you must be traveling with a lot of wardrobe so Derry can we see all the suitcases that she's taking with her <laughs> all of the suitcases have been checked in right now oh I they're opened. already
1: checked in right yeah, yeah just some of the traveling I, was, I yes
2: oh so my um, how many pieces of suitcases
1: have you packed I think I had nine to ten in total
2: Wow. So Nine lots of
1: wardrobes.
2: Yes. Because We're of gonna course, take, I mean, you, you've got to um you've got to take, you know, lots of outfit changes. So here's some of the committee members and some of her support team. Um, of course, we've got parliamentary secretary, Miss Heather Baden. We have the former Miss k Um Mariah like Tinder. Sorry. <laughs> Mariah Tibbet. Yes, I was going to say with, with her new haircut and the mask, I was very able to recognize her, but she looks beautiful. Um, Mariah, and then next to her is um, Mr. Uh, Kevin Dawkins. He's a committee member, and I think he's in charge of the wardrobe um, aspect of things. Uh, okay. Parliamentary Secretary, Ms. Heather, good morning. And um, I saw Miss Levon and her morning. husband. Yes, absolutely.
6: Um, so another
2: committee member, good morning, good morning. And, of course, Mr. Mario, so chaper- her-
1: Yeah, Sorry. I'm the chaperone of
2: the oh. Yes. I was going to say you're the there. The the you're there to support her. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so who's going to be traveling with Georgina? Because I know she always, Miss um, K-Man always goes to the pageants, international pageants with an escort. So who's actually going to be traveling with her?
1: So I will be having both Lavinia and Mario. They are my yeah. escorts. I'm really excited. They have helped me so much with preparations, information needed. I didn't know how many documents need to travel right now. So thank you both.
2: <laughs> okay, wonderful. So those are the um the two escorts that will be going with her. So you've got a lot of um events leading up. To pageant night on the 12th. So, Georgina, good luck to you. K um, Man is wishing you all the best. Uh, we feel like you will do extremely well. Um, remain positive, and um, just put your best foot forward. And I know that um, you know you've gotten advice from all of these seasoned individuals around you. But you know, just enjoy the experience. That's probably the most important thing. Is uh, you know, it's, it's once in a lifetime. You're only going to do this once. So um, I would say just have a fantastic time.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for taking the time to do this live. And I hope you, everyone who's on here has a great week and a Merry Christmas if I don't see you before. And I am excited, I'm ready. I'm just gonna go take a breather now and get off my relax, but thank you.
2: Absolutely, we'll we'll definitely (laughs) speak with you when you return, for sure. Okay, good
5: luck. Sandra, if you allow me, I just yeah. wanted to Georgina, wish you the best of luck. Obviously, Ms. Heather is there representing the PAC Administration, and we're praying for you. Just have fun and make us proud. Love you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Morning, Minister. Morning, Hi,
5: morning, Derry. everyone. I Derry is
1: a
2: chairperson sure um, as well of the Miss Man Committee, so she's there as part of the um, farewell group and well wishers. Yeah. So thanks again, Derry, Mariah, thanks Kevin, myself, and We're going to be joining Lavinia and
7: Mario and Georgina in Israel on the 8th of December. So we're looking forward to attending the pageant.
2: Okay, good. So she'll have some more support a little bit closer to the date.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. wonderful. All right.
1: So the pageant is is the 12th of December
2: and you can uh, see it on Fox at 7 p.m. So please tune in and support Georgina.
1: Okay, wonderful. Uh, Thank you. There's also, there's also Miss uh, Universe app that you can download to vote for her as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, please come on, go out and just uh, just you know download that app and and vote for Georgina.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
5: We will do. and we'll,
2: may, maybe once she gets settled in there, we can do some um, some remote interviews and stuff and see how how the uh, experience is going. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Thank you. Yeah awesome guys. Good luck, Georgina. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. bye. Wonderful Thank day. You. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, folks. So again, um, another uh, beautiful CMR exclusive for you here this morning. Nobody else brings you all these exclusives like CMR. Let's just admit it. <laughs> you know, we always, we always got things <laughs> happening here on the program that uh, we deliver because we know what our people love. So um, Joy Sand says, Israel is beautiful. She loves it there. Bob says, colorful attire, Miss Cayman, go. Uh, Blissful t- Powell um, says, buckle up Caymanians, the opportunity as it stands, speak aloud, Mr. Brian. as this is the first it's publicly said from a leader, give Caymanians the opportunity, but Caymanians go out and apply for your opportunity Thank you, Mr. Bryant. So I was sharing with you guys um, before Georgina joined us, some of the um, photos that um, Ms. Paula Swaby, AKA Brown Sugar, has shared with us of her participating in making sushi. And she actually sent us a video as well. So let me just show you guys this video. This was from the, um, as far as I recall, the bartending course. So she um, learned sushi, bartending. um, I mean, she's just been like super, super busy. So her signature cocktail, she did a little signature cocktail um, with the Ritz bartender. So this is part of the UCCI hospitality program that really gives you hands-on experience and interaction in the hospitality industry. So big shout out to bartender Alex there at the Ritz who started as a server on his career path. And she said, um, Paula had shared this with us. She said, it makes me so proud to see the younger generation participate, their participation and eagerness to be a part of the K-Mankind tourism industry. And uh, they will make us proud. So let's just watch this quick uh, video. You
1: made only one and a half a bullet. Yeah, so
8: this- and I said three
4: yeah so i do this one and i do this one yeah too. but you made only half it's okay. not full oh it's not full okay it
8: looks full that's one and a half ounces half an ounce it's uh, five dollars oh my god okay. so let's put this
6: in
0: here yeah, like, uh, an average coffee price is 1875 mm-hmm.
6: on average one so
8: Okay, so with alcohol, it's going to be
4: 50 cents. Yeah? Okay. The
8: ice. Yeah, so everything is measured which is the consistency. If I make a drink for you, and I make a drink for you, it has to be the same cover. Mm-hmm. It's the same price, it's the same alcohol content. And if tomorrow you're coming and I'm not here, my, uh, my colleague is here, you should be able to make the same. I have yeah? that no the, between the. It's also to in the Sorry? Exactly.
4: Which was yesterday? I I I mm-hmm. You don't want to come out?
8: I don't want to come out. Why not? i <laughs>
9: Yeah, you can. Oh, there's another
8: one. Yeah, you can feel the glass with ice. Okay. No, 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 no. No, 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 oh, the, the glass ice. with ice. Oh, okay. You are gonna drink
0: it for how much you want. No, I don't want it. You don't want it. No? No. Oh. No.
4: Not like this? No. It's here. Oh, it's like here? Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: I'm pour it out.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I'll add a little bit of soda. You can take your
0: time and you can take a straw and please enjoy.
2: All right, folks. So um, you can see that Paula was well into it, boy, and um, yeah. she was obviously um, trying to learn and get all the steps. There's quite a bit of steps, and that's just making one drink, folks. But her eagerness can definitely be seen uh, in what she's doing, and um, I love the fact that she had sent us that video actually a while ago as part of her, um, you know, bartending uh, hospitality experience. So. Congratulations to Paula and all the other young people. Listen, this is what happens when you learn a new skill set. Don't be shy. Um, you've got to learn different aspects of it. You jump in there, you're going to make mistakes. You might forget a step. And, uh, you know, write your, I always had, whenever I would learn something new, child, I had to write it down, uh, even in my younger days, because, you know, the brain is like, it can only hold so much information at a time. So you write it down and you do it and you practice. And one of the fantastic things that you can do, folks, is you can actually have um, cocktail parties. Well, right now, you don't want to have too many people over. But, you know, practice making it for family and friends. And they can tell you. Like, I, I would be afraid to make a cocktail because, um, like Paula said, well, how much, like, she thought it was full. And the guy's like, nope. Listen, when you're charging $5 um, extra for just having the liquor in there, you want to make sure you give people a little, you know, punch for their for their money. Well, so man. he said, fill it up. <laughs>
5: Sandra, you know, I, I want to chime in on this a little bit because I, I was once a bartender myself. I'm not sure if many people know that, but yeah, I used to yeah. be a bartender. And um, this area of, of tourism and hospitality is a very, very lucrative area. It's an opportunity for networking like no other. Um, you get to, you know, meet amazing people from across the world, hear different experiences, and, and meet some great people who can give you opportunities. And if you think back about it, many Caymanians who became partners with other business owners, it's because they met them in the tourism industry. So, you know, uh, a high net worth individual comes here and says, you know, I would like to invest in Cayman, but you need a Caymanian partner. And they find find Caymanians that way. And, and that's how we really express the Caymanian um, flavor of the island, is through these meeting experiences.
2: Yes. So Uh, a few people asking about her, um,
5: but, but, but,
2: yes.
5: Yeah. So, so I was just saying that, you know, one of the things I think has been the biggest hurdle and I never thought about it until just now. So I'm thinking about drinking, right. And you're thinking about, Oh, you know, making a nice cocktail, but in a, are we still there? Um, yes. In our Christian yes. society, there seems to be a bit of a, of a uh, um, some people sh- uh, shun, shun the element of drinking, because as a, as a Christian society, oh, God forbid you be drinking. Now, obviously, in excess of anything is, is considered to be a sin in our Christian religion. But mm-hmm. um, even the Lord uh, partaked in wine himself. So mm-hmm. um, drinking is not necessarily a sin. Drinking in excess is a sin. But it was, I, I can remember, even as a kid, um, being, becoming a bartender and selling alcohol to people wasn't seen to be a, 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 a popular thing or a right thing even. Um, mm-hmm. So you weren't seen as doing a, a, a very good career by being a bartender. But being a bartender, man, let me tell you something. I remember nights cleaning up $300 easy right? Mm-hmm. as a bartender, especially if you had the charisma and the attitude. You can give a little joke make somebody experience, make somebody happy. I mean, you can get, you know, $300 just from one person. If you make them feel great that night, it's their birthday, it's their, you know, um, anniversary, or they're getting married. They'd be like, oh, that bartender made me have the greatest time in the world. And, and then they, they, you know, compensate you for it. And mm-hmm. I think that almost all of those frontline people, particularly bartending, should be all Caymanian, because that's when you get to sell the stories of Cayman. And it's a part of the reason why the tourism department and myself have sponsored the bartending program for free for Caymanians. Because Mm -hmm. we want more Caymanians at the front line to sell the stories because we want to commit to more authentic authenticity in respect to our tourism product. Because how can, I mean, in all due respect to everybody else from all the other beautiful countries in the world, and there's amazing people from across the world. But every time you go into an establishment, is either Canadian, an American, an African, mm-hmm. a South African, you know, that's serving you. And I go, why is it that Caymanians can't do that? Or not that they can't do that, are not given the opportunities. But I must say, there's a level of a certain character that you need to have to become a bartender because the skill set itself is not hard. A rum mm-hmm. and coke, some rum, measure at a certain amount, and coke. Smile, hi, how are you? There you go, you're a bartender. Now, obviously, it gets a little bit more technical when you get into the fancier drinks. You need to learn the difference in wines, the ages, and all that. And all that becomes repetition after a period of time. But what makes the difference between a person who just knows the amounts uh, or the brands of things is your personality. And there's a lot of amazing Caymanians who have that, that bubbly personality who can be a salesperson. That's what you're doing. You're selling, you're selling alcohol, right? You know who would have been a great, great bartender? Quincy Brown, oh, he would have cleaned up. If he was a bartender at the Ritz around those fancy people telling yeah, stories, man. he could easily clean up like five to a thousand dollars a night if you just know what you're doing and you know how to sell and have the personality for it. And don't get caught up in this thinking about, oh, it's shunned upon or you're serving people. We all serve people. Sandra, you're serving people right now. Mm -hmm. I'm a server of people as a politician. An accountant serves people. We all serve somebody. You understand? So never see it as um, being shunned upon. Matter of fact, I know an attorney who has a part-time job as a bartender. And it's just her extra money because she used to be a bartender before. And she still loves what it brings, the opportunity to networking. Mm Mm-hmm and she's attorney by day and a, and a bartender at night. Obviously she doesn't do it every single night, but whenever the opportunity feels that she wants to do it, or she needs extra staff at a particular restaurant, she does it. So I really want to see more Caymanians, particularly as servers and bartenders because they're the front line. So sorry, I kind of went mm-hmm. on there, but I just, I just yes. think it's so sad that there's not an, uh, more Caymanian bartenders. Because so that's where you get to sell Cayman, man. That's, that's, that's the front page.
2: Yes. So we've got someone on WhatsApp saying, morning, um, I like Kenneth's stories, I like what Kenneth is relating. Should be talked about more often to motivate people um, in that industry. We have Richard uh, saying, I love how the minister's committed um, to his Caymanians. Catherine says, when I first came to Cayman in 1980, only Caymanians worked in hospitality fields and supermarkets, etc." cetera. And uh, Sue says, we had our own bars and restaurants in the UK. That was our life. Nothing wrong with it. Yes, they can make lots of money in tips. And K not need to be doing this: just smile and talk to people. And she goes on to say that her hubby was a manager at the Hogstye Bay Bar in the nineties and did a great job too. What? Where was the Hogstye Bay Bar? I don't even know.
5: I think there was a bar right across. I think it was called Breeze. Was it Breezes? Not Breezes. It's
2: um, that
5: same location. It's in that same location, right above where Breezes was and I used to look down onto the Hawkeye Bay area. I can't remember what it's called. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I remember sneaking in there to get food as a child. Um, uh, I can't remember the name. I was too young. I'm still young, so I, I don't remember the name, but I know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but I, I'll say this. I want to comment on a comment I saw coming in about the commitments and for K-Minders to apply for these opportunities. <clears throat> mm-hmm. One major problem that I have our labor uh, process in respect to hiring. is this notion of advertising. Mm-hmm. k particularly those who want to go into the tourism industry and the hospitality industry, still will do your traditional, pick up the paper, see what's in the paper, and look for the jobs.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I challenge you today to pick up last Friday's paper and look for one hospitality job in it. One, just one. Just find Mm -hmm. one. And we're about to open the country with jobs supposed to be increasing, increasing, increasing. And this is why, to be honest with you, I'm not happy with the industry right now. And I'm trying to be the minister of Mr. Smiling Wave, a nice guy, happy minister. But you're ticking me off, man. Because they do a lot of this pre-hiring overseas. And then they get upset and say, you know, we need labor. The first, what's going to happen next? It's particularly CETA, and I see their comments in the paper. They go, oh, not, we're not prepared because we can't get access to the labor. There's not enough k here. You are not making the effort to try to find our people. When was the mm-hmm. last job fair that you hear about from these hotels? When was the last job fair for the restaurant that you hear about?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: This is the stuff that pisses me off, Sandra. And, and I, I know that they expect um, Kenneth to be a little bit an aggressive side, and I'm holding back on that. But you're going to make me blow in a minute. You're going to make me pop because my government, my ministry, my people did not take all of this risk by opening the borders for you to apply for work permits. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, you better start advertising for k because we're going to buck heads. Yes. And, and
2: I'm and disappointed. Can in bell- um... We are k Sorry, Minister. Sorry, go ahead. Um, in relation to scholarships and job opportunities for Canadians, we do have Dawn waiting, so we're gonna switch gears here in a little bit. But um, can, can the ministry do more in terms of advertising, even some of the training opportunities? Because I find I'm here talking about it and I'm getting messages from people saying, well, I didn't know anything about this bartending school and I'm interested in hospitality. Or, you know, h- how can people find out more? I mean, does the minister, the ministry. Well, I'll, be,
5: I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to have my team come on possibly between now and Friday with a special um, um, segment just for everything that we offer in the ministry because we do advertise. That but I'm not I talking about, know. I'm not talking about, I'm not even talking about the new jobs, you know. Remember yeah. now we have 3,000 and odd people who are on a stipend.
2: Yes. So we're not
5: talking about new people. We're talking about all those people who lost their jobs. Right. So if we don't train one more person, I'm just talking about absorbing the ones that don't have work. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So yes, we have to continue the training and we're doing that. I'm committed to that. There's training opportunities and my team will sit down with you and list them all out. But I'm talking about where all of those k were before. Now, one third of those are in crews. So I can give them justification and say, okay, one third of them, I can't hold you accountable to because until Mm -hmm. I as minister bring back that, I can't say to you that one third has to be hired. But Mm -hmm. as we open up and as we're going back to where we were, why is it that I'm getting emails to say, Kenneth, can you talk to labor because we put an application for work permits? You know, I didn't bother respond because my response was not going to be a good one, Mm -hmm. but don't be sending questions about work permits for uh, the tourism industry right now. At least don't send it to me as minister. Send it to Chris Saunders. He's the minister for labor. Because if it was up to me, there will be a moratorium on tourism-related work permits right now. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm really ticked off that it doesn't seem to be a concerted effort. We are risking the lives of our people by mm-hmm. opening in a pandemic when many people said they didn't, want, they didn't want us to. And we saw the benefit for job opportunities to get our people back money in their pockets and have a livelihood and then not to get the seam in return from those who are the hirers the hr managers it's really mm. disturbing i'm gonna stop yeah. there because i'm getting frustrated about it
2: so Don says uh, we don't want advertisement anyway. we want we want k-manians in positions i was gonna say um, kenneth you challenged us to um look at the job ads in the compass um, well, I guess the real challenge is, is picking up the compass to look at the job ads. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but remember, folks, <laughs> all, all jobs um, are advertised now on the jobs portal. That's mandatory advertisement. So if you're in tourism Ooh. and you're seeking to um, pick up on one of these opportunities, you do your part. Make sure that you're getting registered With the jobs portal, so that you can see all of the available jobs. You don't have to go pay a dollar for the newspaper because you might not be able to afford that in your budget, your you know pared down budget Mm -hmm. right now. So um, you know, go online and they're supposed to all be there. And apply, apply, apply. And the importance of applying in that manner is that the um, works department will actually know who has applied for those jobs. And so when some of these um, employers, as they often do, try to claim that Caymanians are not applying. The evidence will be there to show otherwise. Minister, um, Magdalene says, preach it. Richard says, you're on fire today. He's on point. Uh, Damien says, soon come. Uh, Jerian says, some people still waiting for approval of their stipend. Uh-oh. Uh, Miss Sue says, good luck. And by the way, she said, no that the bar that she's referring to, the Hogside bar, is next to where Casanova's um, is. So it's further down. And it's not landmark bar as some people are thinking, and it's not Cayman Arms restaurant. Yeah, I was thinking there was another.
5: Yeah, I was thinking, I was um, thinking was, about landmark.
2: yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one. But thank you, Miss Sue, um, for giving us that tidbit. Miss Donna is here. Miss um, Sue says good luck. Wish you could, you could do that too. Um, Natasha says free training at, to introduction to bar tender course starts November the twenty fourth. Register at wineschool.ourkmand.ky. Yeah, this is where we need, um, I think, Natasha, thank you so much for that. We need more people to know where um, these registrations are taking place and what is being put on offer. Um, Sharon says, but is it not government approving these permits? Well, it's not It's not the ministers, for sure. It, it, it is sometimes it the definitely government. Not the color government. But yes. Let me start.
5: Sandra, let me let me let me get to that because it's very important. Because she's right in the perception as well. We're the government, we're approving it. No, actually, the progressive administration allowed for civil servants within the work department administrators to tick the box. So it's no longer a board that the politicians appoint to do the work permit one by one. Because remember, they changed the system to say we need it to be more efficient so the work permits can go too faster. So now you have a list of administrators that are civil servants that we can't dictate to to say, as long as they tick the box, they meet the requirement. Now, we can put Mm -hmm. the political pressure on that administrator to say, listen, we're not in the mood to be approving these things. But now you're in a legal dispute to say, well, we've met the requirements. We put out the advertising Mm -hmm. in these online forums where nobody can see them. And then they Mm -hmm. claim that they interview somebody and say, oh, they didn't fit the mark. They didn't fit the mark because you know what, I just, I go Jesus Lord help me today because I can't handle All it, right. I don't um, believe no, these people re- relax, let relax me <laughs> let, no, I'm cool, I'm cool, let me say this, I do not feel it, the people do not feel it, that yes. they're genuinely if you can tell me today as a K-Manyan watching this program, that you feel the industry is trying to find k say it on a comment right now yeah, say it because I uh, don't Blistle feel it and Powell. I'm around it every day.
2: Yes, Blissful Powell says, K Manions don't say, and I didn't hear it this morning. Live, Mr. Brian, we hear you loud and clear, so I'm sure all the relevant others do as well. Remy, Chef Remy's here, he says, Mr. B, uh, love you, my brother. C E Bank says, Good morning, Sandra. Can you ask the minister about the old comfort suites now Hampton by Hilton? Only one old staff member was rehired.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm. Preach it, child. Preach it, child. Trust me.
2: Um, I tell you, the says,
5: I don't want to call people by they name, they but...
2: Are getting work, if they're getting these workers by bringing them in on three months temporary, which is approved by the admin staff at works without these permits. Now, that was supposed to be done away with, right? You're not supposed to be able to do... You get one temporary and that's it? You don't get all these temporaries? Yeah,
5: I, no, no. They're changing that. I think... Yeah, so once you get, once you can't do it again. But I'll say yeah, I'll, I think I'll, what I'll they were doing,
2: the Magdalene's point is they were bringing in people on temporaries and actually they were getting job experience on the temporaries and then they would apply for the one year, six, nine months later and say, oh yeah, they've got nine months worth of experience with us. And it was like, <laughs> really?
5: S- Sandra, you um, tell me that. Myself, myself and yourself go to a, a particular place to eat quite often. We were there just the other day. Mm-hmm. So one of the servers... Said, you know, I I, I recognized that there weren't Caymanian. I said, Oh hi, how are you? So oh, what would you like to say? said, Oh, I want a Pepsi. And and no, I said, Okay, let me check this out. I said, How long have you been here? Oh, just about a year. I said, Oh, where are you from? South Africa. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you came in during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how in the world you tell me now, tell me, how in the world a South African got hired to be a server in the Cayman Islands? In the middle of the pandemic, when Kim Irans were laid off, you tell yeah. me that. Yeah. And they boy. expect me to be a nice minister and smile and wave. You tell me. And if I say the name, yeah. then the then the owner go and say, "Oh, Kenneth, you are coming after my business?" Tell me. Uh, do yeah, I have a right yeah. to be upset about that? Yes or no?
2: Yeah, that's a little bit crazy. You
5: see what I'm All saying? All right, minister. It ain't gonna um, work. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Yeah. We, we I love you guys. Thank back. you, C.M.R. Have a wonderful day. With me. <laughs> We're going to bring you back. Uh, Opal says, work is a joke. No disrespect. My elderly Caymanian was constantly being harassed on a construction site, only to find out that person harassing him was overstaying eight months. Contact and complain to works and all info. Nothing has been done. Only to find out now that the same overstayer now got a um, permit. No, sir. What a mess. Um, CE Bank says the tourism industry isn't looking for Caymanians. Natasha says they will interview the Caymanian then turn around and have an agency take out the work permit for the individual they want to hire. Usually the work permit holder is not qualified and the expectation is for an employee to train up that person, even over their objections. Sabrina says, appreciate minister. Yep. Kenneth uh, Robert saying some fireworks going on here. Deep blue sea says I'm, I'm all in agreement with the minister when it comes to hiring Caymanians in the sector. However, the other side of the coin is we have to ensure that the right Caymanians get the job. And folks, this is where now we've always said oh, in this program, that's, you where, guys the,
5: that's you where the great area.
2: Yeah, you've got to apply. I'm
5: Sandra, trust. in all due respect, in all due respect, in these times, we got put the favor in the hands of the Caymanians. You see that little line there, report, the right Caymanians? That's the great area they use. I don't want to hear that. Not now. When pre pandemic times when everything was good, and the things mm-hmm. are balanced. I can give you that argument to say you need to go yeah. out there and prove yourself. You need to come out there and show the skills. No, no, not when this government paying using your mm-hmm. taxpayers' money, five point mm-hmm. five million dollars every month to do stipends. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear that. Mm-hmm. No, no, right, Kaimanian. The right Kaimanian is the one that you're willing to train. That's the right Kaimanian. The one who comes there and said, "I will give you and uh, give give you what I have in respect to work." If they don't mm-hmm. show up, fire them. Simple. I don't want to hear that about no red came out because that's where they use the little loophole to get rid of them. And I've seen it. I've heard it. I know the bad players and I don't want to hear that. Not now. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Anyway, I love you. Have thank you so much. (laughs) Um, We appreciate
2: you joining joining the program today. Of course, as expected, we saw those numbers jumping up as the minister continued to speak. Let's transition into speaking with Dawn. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. Again, this has been another Impact Wednesday segment uh, with Minister Kenneth Byer. Minister, thank you again so much for coming onto the program. We know that you're always willing, uh, provided that your schedule um, permits you to, and um, keep us abreast of what you're what you're doing, what you're up to, and we'll certainly see you, I'm sure, in short order.
5: Maybe you might hear something about that cruise a little bit later. God bless. Have a good day.
2: All right, folks. Have a good one.
9: AeroPost makes Christmas easy. In just three steps, you can have all your Christmas shopping done. Step one, buy. Shop online with a retailer of your choice. Step two, pre-alert your package and upload your invoice with our state-of-the-art customer portal. Step three receive your package at our gt office without the hassle of customs clearance christmas has never been easier than this contact us today at 321-4490 via whatsapp 954-260-9620 to register and take advantage of our discounted special
2: all right folks so some people saying put a moratorium on tourism work permits that's one way Um, Catherine says, what's the difference between the right commandant and the wrong foreigner that can hardly speak or understand English? Mm -mm. This is what I need. I need to get my um, buttons back. I need to sort out my little thing here where I can drop my little bomb right there because that was a bomb drop. All right, folks, um, let us switch gears a little bit. We have the beautiful Miss Dawn Bodden, who is joining us. She has 100,000 reasons to celebrate. Good morning, Dawn.
7: Morning, Sandra.
2: How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. So let's talk a little bit about, in case anybody missed it, um, Dawn won the $100,000 from the DMS vaccine drive. So Dawn, let's talk about how um, how you got there. So when, when was it that you actually got vaccinated? Um, early May. Okay, so even before this this um, drive was in place, you did the right thing. You got vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us the reasons why you decided to get vaccinated.
7: Um, Well, initially, to be I mean, quite honest, I was on the ledge, you know, Mm -hmm. because you, you know, you heard all the pros and cons and so forth. And and just I mean, one day I was just led by my heart. You know, I just Mm -hmm. felt it was the right thing to do. Uh, you know, weighing the pros versus the con and just knowing, I guess, you know, a foresight, seeing where the Mm. world was headed. It's just, Mm. I knew the inevitable was coming. So I just decided
2: to do it. That's what led me. And you've got children. um, Are they eligible for vaccination? Are they too young? You probably wanted to protect them as well, as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I mean,
7: um, my daughter is 21 and my son is 28.
2: Okay, you so, got um, adult children.
7: Yeah, yeah, I do.
2: Yeah. Okay, awesome. So,
7: um, yeah, I um, I, 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 again, you know, as an example, you know, my daughter mm-hmm. actually came with me when I spoke to her, you know, encouraging her to do it as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, so okay, wonderful. So, um, you got vaccinated. You did it for all the right reasons, and then you hear about this vaccine drive. Did you ever think that? Wow, I could win that money. Did it ever cross your mind? Never. before this week. No, not for a second. No, not for a
7: second. I mean, and to be honest with you, um, I thought with all the gifts that you know, all the uh, businesses were coming, you know, forward mm-hmm. and donating. To be honest with you, maybe a fruit basket, uh, the most airline ticket, but I didn't. I wasn't even aware of the hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar,
2: um, initially. Wow. So um, at some point, you got a phone call late last week.
7: Yeah, um, actually. Uh, Monday, Monday, I got the first call from, um, uh, Lizette, how well, right. And then from the HSA. Uh Yes. Yeah. And then on Wednesday it was Alan from DMS and it just kind of, you know, when
2: you got the call from Lizette, what did Miss Lizette say to you? And what, what were you thinking when you got a call from her? You were like, Oh wow. Yes.
7: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, when she called me at, at first, you know, she, um, you know, just, you know, wanted to, you know, clarify who I was and then Mm -hmm. said, you know, congrats, you were a final, you're a finalist in the DMS vaccine drive. Mm. (laughs) Honestly, I thought the whole drive, everything, gifts were already, it already happened. Okay. You know, know, I thanked her and, um, you know, she just asked if she could give my information out, you know, ask permission. And I said, sure, you know, um, Yeah.
2: And then, um, okay. And then when Alan called you, mm -hmm. did it start to dawn on you that, okay, I I think we're, we're getting a little bit closer. What did he say differently to you, if anything?
7: Nothing different, just the finalists, just the finalists and, um, taking my information, you know, just verifying if I was a Caymanian and so forth. And if we were on the phone for a minute, it was a lot, you know, and again, I was like, Hmm, I'm a finalist, but I'm thinking, okay, finalist, am I the finalist of 20, you know, 10, whatever, you know? And, yeah. And, for...
2: and, yeah. So, finalist, but... What, when uh, did when did he call you? Was it on Friday of last week, or...
7: No, the Premier called me on Friday.
2: The Sorry, premiere, who called you on Friday? On Friday,
7: then, mm-hmm. uh, the Premier called me. So, it oh, was... The Premier called you on yes. Friday, yes. Okay. The Monday, Lizette, Wednesday, Alan, and then okay. when the Premier called me, I was like, okay, I made another leg of this whole finalist thing. And again, I was just under the the premise that, uh, you know, I'm a finalist Mm -hmm. and he just asked if I could, you know, come to his office on Monday and, um, you know,
2: just... And uh, of course, at that point, the inside track was, they knew that you had been selected as the winner because they chose the winner on Friday. Uh, But you had no clue. No clue. Um, No clue. So when you showed up then to the event on Monday of this week, and you see that there's a press conference and then everything. Were you looking around the room to see who else could be there as a finalist?
7: Yes, Sandra, girl. Yes. I was. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm sitting there and, and, and Alan and I were, you know, having small talk. And minutes are going by. So I'm like, okay, where's everyone? And then eventually I said to him, um, well, where are the other uh, finalists? And he looked at me and sort of like, for two, for, you know, just for a, a, a minute a, second, or yeah. a couple seconds. Yeah. And he says, Oh, Oh, um, they're in the room with, you know, I'm under the impression they're already in the room with, um, the, um, premier, you know, uh-huh. we're going to be taken there soon. So that's where everybody will be. So I said, okay. You know? Okay. Just, so they still that's, had that's good winked be... right up yes. until the last minute. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yes. at what point Dawn did it actually dawn on you pun intended that you were the winner before they actually announced your name were you like oh my gosh I'm that person all right after we left that
7: room then we of course got got escorted to the room where everything you know was going to be happening yes and I entered the the media room looked around still didn't see anyone and I was like okay maybe I I don't know I was just uh, still clueless absolutely still clueless. We went in there and they were setting up and talking and people were congratulating me. And again, I'm thinking, okay, they're congratulating grat- me as a finalist. So, um, small talk. And I sat down and the door closes. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe the other finalists, maybe they're in quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. still, you know, um, didn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. And after, pr- the pr- after the premier gave his speech and, mm-hmm. um, minister Brian, then uh, the rep from from DMS, you know, she came on and you know she was speaking and about you know the company and so forth and the drive. And then she said, you know, the moment that you know everyone's been waiting on, um, you know, announcing the winner. And again, still absolutely no idea, right? And mm-hmm. then she started to you know read some of the bio. And as soon as she said, a Georgetown resident, I'm like, okay, well, check. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Married, you know, with two children. I'm like, okay, still nothing. (laughs) And then she said, you know, worked KPMG for 24 years. I said, oh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's when you knew that was you.
7: That's when I was finally clued in that, you know, it was me. Yeah. Oh,
2: my gosh.
7: Still. I'm still floored because I I honestly, honestly, honestly oh thought gosh. that um, the $100,000 were, mm-hmm. when I did find out about it, I think over the, re- the weekend, I read up, you know, that this was being, you know, uh, a part of the gift. I uh-huh. thought it was going to be divided up between several people.
2: I uh-huh. had no idea.
7: <laughs> I had no idea that it was just a full, you know.
2: Yes. Uh, Amazing. Wow. So when she said KPMG and that's where you're still working, you still work there.
7: Yeah. I still work. Yeah. Yeah. 24 years.
2: Yes. Uh, Well, congratulations on that. That's quite an accomplishment as well. Thank you. So, um, so yeah, so she said KPMG and you were like, and then they hand you that they call your name and you see that big check. What was going through your head Dawn? Were you even processing? I am
7: still, I'm still moving on autopilot. I'm still processing. And I looked at Alan from DMS and I'm like, what, like, you know, everyone? This just it was crazy. And you know, the funny thing is, um, you know, I've asked a question. Well, who knew about this? And I says, well, to be honest, I not even I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be jinxed, or yes. I didn't want the pressure of you know, even like my family. If I told them, uh, yes. specifically my husband, it would be, um, well, are we there yet? Are we Are we Sort mm-hmm. of a um, mantra. And I was like, oh. I don't want to deal because if I don't win, then eh, no biggie. But, you know, so, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow.
2: So, um, he, I guess he was shocked. Did you? Was he your first phone call? Because I think whenever you get good news, um, you know who your priority of people are. Based Girl, on I did
7: not have to call. My phone was blowing <laughs> up. I mean... <laughs> While I'm there, you know, still, you know, with um, you know, the media and everyone else, my mm-hmm. phone is just going like the 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 calls. The, and t- finally, my daughter, I, my daughter was the one. She just she was just resilient. She yeah. just kept calling. She was the first was one that got through to you. She was the first one. Yeah, thing. she was the first one. You know, and yeah. when I did make a call, it was to my husband, and surprisingly, I couldn't get him then. Oh my! Gosh. You know. Everybody yeah. else must have been calling him. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what was happening. I think he was on the phone then with his sister.
2: Yes. Oh, so. my goodness. That is so crazy. Yeah. So, of course, everyone um, was hoping that they could have been the winner. We were always joking here on this show. There's one of our, um, who was it now, Jonathan. He's uh, one of our regular listeners. And he had all kind of plans for his money. Child. He was like, I'm so sorry. He's like he's gonna win this money. He's gonna open up a go-go cigar bar. He had <laughs> all kind of dreams and visions, and I was I was here secretly saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna win hundred thousand dollars too." So it's so oh it's so gosh. wonderful. First of all, congratulations, and I Thank think you. everybody is extra happy that um, it's a K manion. It's someone who you know isn't like a millionaire or somebody who's like ah oh, hundred thousand dollars. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like this is really you know fantastic for you and your family. And Mm -hmm. I suppose people are curious about what are you going to do with the money? Have you had any thoughts yet? Are you going to just let it sit in the bank for a little while and, you know, pray on it, think on it. That that this is exactly,
7: you know, the, 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 well, I guess the $100,000 question, but my answer to that is I'm going to use it wisely. Yeah. You know, I consider it a blessing. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred, you know, thousand K more than I had a couple of days ago. So there's Absolutely. no rush for me to, you know, squander yeah. or, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, you no, know, take it's a your blessing. Time. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to use yeah. it wisely, yeah. you know, and I'm a, I I mean, I would like to consider myself as a generous person. So I'm not going to use it selfishly as yeah. well, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's my answer.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Are you do you work in accounts at KPMG? What do you do there?
7: I'm a senior executive assistant. So okay. I work with the partners. Right.
2: Yeah. So you're surrounded by people who could give you financial advice if you need
7: Absolutely. it. <laughs> Every day.
2: <laughs> so that's always Every good. Did you hear about these stories about yeah. people winning money and then it just disappears and their life is no better <laughs> yeah, for it. And they've made yeah. all the wrong decisions. I was
7: never that person. Yeah. Yes.
2: So yeah, just take yeah. your time. And as you say, you know, you'll, whatever you eventually decide to do with it, you're going to do wisely. Now, has the pressure been on, have, have old friends that you haven't heard from in about 20 years been calling saying, oh girl, I'm in mm-hmm. need right now. Can I borrow $5,000, <laughs> $10,000? Maybe hints,
7: hints of it, hint hints of that. <laughs>
2: And girl, just tell them I'm the same person I was yesterday. I can loan you $10. (laughs) Yeah,
7: exactly. And as my, you know, my sister always say, you know, if, if you can't afford
2: to lend it, just give it,
7: you know. Yeah. And
2: we we were having this conversation yesterday uh, because we were looking at a case where this woman kept loaning this guy all this money. And now it's like almost Mm $10,000. She's taken mm -hmm. to court. And yeah. we were like, why would she keep loaning him money when he wasn't even paying back what he mm-hmm. already had borrowed? Mm-hmm. And we had this exact same conversation because I heard Oprah say that many years ago. She said, listen, if somebody comes to borrow money and you're not in a position to give it to them yeah, and never even think twice about asking for it back and it's not going to impact your relationship. So mm-hmm. it's like a two-pronged question. You can afford to just give it away. Exactly. So if you're loaning it and you need them to pay it back, you better say no because you're yeah. going to answer problems. Yeah. Yeah. And the second exactly. part of that is um, even if you give it to them or you loan it to them, whatever the arrangement is, if they never pay it back, is it going to cause any issues in the relationship? Precisely. So that's the two-part question. And if yeah. you can't answer those yeah. in the right way, then yeah. you just yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Yes. So y'all leave Don alone. Did we blow up the phone <laughs> about the <our> loans? <laughs> <laughs> there for a reason, go get yourself alone. Well, Dan, um, for sure. congratulations. I mean obviously this is an extra um, special you know just Christmas for you and your family. Um, this is this is just amazing. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Thank you Thank um, you. And I think man celebrates with you. Are you a little bit of a celebrity now like when you go out places? are people like saying to you, Ooh, let's just really? say I've never
7: been happier for the mask love the mask. oh that's perfect that's perfect
2: so, <laughs> yes girl wear it wear it with pride yeah
7: for sure it's funny because so, i went somewhere just um actually last night i went i went somewhere and um someone said um oh hi dawn i was like oh hi you recognize
2: me i <laughs> just this morning again you know so yeah
6: yeah,
2: yeah. wow it's crazy well, Dawn, everyone here um, from our CMR Massive group is sending you congratulations. Damien says, congrats. Chantel is saying congrats. Uh, sorry, says I'm so Thank happy. You. Especially that it came in and got it. Came um, in first. So she's absolutely tickled pink about that. Um, and everyone here, we've got almost 200 people still watching the live stream. They're all sending their congratulations um, to you. So again, thank you so much for coming thank on you. the program today. Yeah. And, um, good luck to you. And you know, this might be the start of a winning streak. Like I know some people just have that kind of luck. They win one thing and the next thing you're like, oh my gosh, I just won some plane tickets. Right? <laughs> so don't gamble, but you know, you might, you might. Yeah. Be on something.
7: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: We'll have a Merry Christmas um, Dawn, when it comes to you and your family.
7: Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: All right, folks. So that's Miss Dawn Bodden, uh, the DMS vaccine, $100,000 vaccine drive winner. And I know a lot of you, I think some of you, not maybe a lot, but some of you were skeptical about whether or not uh, this was actually going to happen. You know, was DMS going to actually give away $100,000? And look at that. Oh, I forgot to ask her if she's gotten the money yet. I should ask that question. <laughs> is it in your bank account yet? I'm sure it is because DMS not playing around show. Um, remember now our boy, Don Seymour, he's the first Caymanian black unicorn organization. So, you know, that's quite, that's quite an accomplishment. So, um, and I think it's fantastic that, you know, he, as an organization, the DMS organization decided to even do this because they could have been like, Oh, we'll just give five, $10,000 and whatever. Now someone, as a result of this winning was asking me this week about CETA. Apparently CETA was given some money for their own drive. Um, through R three came in, and someone has been asking me about that as well. So I don't know much about that drive. They've not advertised anything in relation to it, to be honest. So I do need to chase that up with Citas to see when they're going to be giving away their prize drive, drive or prize money, and how that process will work. Now, um, you know, I am understanding that um, they have been. Let me see. Yeah, I, I am understanding that you know um, that they have this money. Like I said, there's not been much in terms of um, you know a whole lot of advertisement on it. So I don't know. But DMS, they they went through a very specific protocol to pick the winner. So uh, the HSA had their role to play in the initial stages of the process where they actually picked the finalists and they verified the information. So verified that the person was vaccinated, the date of vaccination, they had to go through all of that. So DMS did not have access to um, HSA's records, so to be very, very clear. So that is why the HSA had to do a particular part of it and why they also had to call and ask permission from the finalists to then pass their information on to the team over at DMS so that then they could select from the finalists Um, a single winner. And that's exactly what happened. And obviously, Dawn had to then give permission to, you know, because they had to announce who the winner was. So she had to agree to be publicly, um, you know, um, named as the winner and also to participate in, you know, a little bit of media and press and stuff like that. So CE Bank says, congrats, Miss Dawn. Well deserved. Happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's an awesome Thanksgiving Christmas ahead for her and her family. And like she said, I love the fact that she said, you know what? She doesn't have any immediate plans for the money. Yes, she's got $100,000 more than she had the day before. But, you know, there's no rush to run out there and do anything. She can just bank it where it's nice and safe. So Sharon says, awesome. Congrats. Were, were there other prizes? So yes, um, Sharon, the DMS group, they were actually going around to, um, throughout their vaccine drive, I think every Friday, I believe, they were going around and doing prize prizes like random prize giveaways. Um, Actually, let me see if, um, I wonder if Adrian, let me see if she wants to jump on. Yeah, but they did do other prizes and stuff as well. So I know it was um, Adrian who was kind of in charge of this project and Alan, they would go like to the different locations and they would like randomly give people money. And believe it or not, there's some people who are like, nope, I don't need it. Don't don't want it. Um, so yeah, some people turn the money down. So in terms of the cruise line, um, one source is saying that it's December thirtieth and not the twenty eighth that that ship is coming in. Um, I'm trying to get some more details. So um, you know that's that's that could be right because first I heard the twenty eighth. I mean the 29th, um, and then I heard the. Um, 28th and now I'm here in the 30th. So, so- somewhere around those three days, honey gel. Uh, so people are already booking gigs for the 30th. Wow. You see already how immediately one ship is coming in and it's adding um, a bit of money to the economy. This is going to be good. I think, you know, we just got to control it. So listen, in America, let me show you um, some of the photos that they put up. On their social media platforms. So so they have been traveling to other locations. This was them going to um, one of the keys off of. Oh, gosh. Uh, mm, I have to double check what, what location that was, but they've been cruising the Caribbean already. And then this is a photo, folks, of um, their staff. They actually have a new ship. And I'm thinking this could be the one that's coming to Cayman, actually. They have launched a new ship called the – hold on, let me tell you what it is. And it's got a bookstore. Remember how the other day we were talking about how bookstores have, like, disappeared all over the world? This cruise ship actually has a full-size bookstore, which is amazing. It's called the Rotterdam. It's the newest line of ships in there um, to service – the um, Hall in America. It's called a pinnacle class ship. I don't know what that means exactly, but I guess it's they've got all these different classes. And they kicked off their inaugural Caribbean sailing season on November the eighth, and it boasts a library and a three-deck atrium. So, ooh la la! Let's see if we can't get somebody from um, Hall in America on the program to tell us all about this because this is exciting, but everybody, there's their staff, everybody's wearing a mask. Isn't that a nice little jacuzzi tub and pool idea? That's pretty cool how they have that there. So um, yes, so that'll be interesting. So maybe it is the 30th. Um, Boom. I got the name of the ship now and the date confirmed. Y'all know how CMR gets it just like that. Kaboom. Yep. All right, so let me update the article. That's what two tools, we can get that done. So that is going to be be the 30th. So give me one second here. So we shall change that and we'll change the name of the ship. It's the one that's in the photo, funny enough. You know, I saw that photo and I thought, "Mm, mm." and look at that front end. Why on earth did this thing come up? All right, hold on one second now. So we shall change it to, uh, oh, what on earth is this thing doing? Oh, I see what I've done. I've hit the wrong button. Hit the wrong button. You know what happens when you hit the wrong button, chill. Then you start doing the wrong thing. (laughs) All right, so it is December the 30th. I will make that adjustment now. Okay. Um. And further down in the article, I said, so we're going to take out this name of this ship, and we will change it to. Um. Oh gosh, this name. Don't even ask me how to pronounce this name. The new, newer, newie. I don't know what language is this, uh, stadendum, whatever the heck that is. Um, but like I said, quite ironically, it is the one that's in the photo that you see there. So let me just see if I can get some information on this one. And it is a pinnacle class ship as well. Um... I got to figure out what they mean by pinnacle class. I think that's just a fancy word for like the top of the line. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So the name alludes to the five previous ships in the fleet names that tend them. Okay. Um, Construction 2017. Okay. I hear you there. All right. There you have it. Thank you to our um, avid watchers of all things CMR who keep on top of what is happening. So we'll make that little adjustment with the date. And the. um, So this, it can accommodate 266, 2,666 guests. It's 960 feet, 75 feet in length and 11, 104.8 feet wide. And, um, it's, um, considered a modern beauty, as they say. Hmm. Pretty ship, I must say, as ships go. Okay. So, uh, you heard it first in CMR, folks. Cruise ship are coming on the 30th now. So we got that down Pat. And uh, like I said, we'll make that little adjustment in the article, and we should be good to go. So thank you, guys. Like I said, I knew we had 97% of the story right. Those little 3%, that's the details of things like the exact date and um, the ship's name. So now we got that. I think we're pretty much at 100%. We expect that the government, in short order, will confirm um, all of the details in any event. So big shout out to the Compass. I wanted to give them a shout out. This morning, um, they did post up the article, which I'm most appreciative of, saying that um, their headline read, and I know some of you were saying to me, um, let me see if I can bring up the article here. Some of you were saying, um, oh, I hope that they give you front page coverage like they did last time. So, um, oh, But listen, my my extremely reliable source actually is saying that I had it right the first time. It's not the 30th. It is the 28th. So CMR was spot on the money. So listen, I know my sources. And I know some sources, no more than some sources. So let's stick with the 28th. Mm -hmm. Until we hear differently from the official sources. So I'm still being told it's the 28th. We'll we'll get it by tomorrow. We'll know exactly what date it is, honey child. Don't y'all worry. Um, okay. So listen, I was actually gonna say big shout out to um, the compass. Hold on one second now. Let me see. Seeing if I can bring up their, their website. K-Man. Is it K-man Compass? Compass. Yes. Um, so I appreciate them putting up the story that um, you know, CMR has had a victorious day in court. Um, mm -hmm. hold on. here now. Let me see if I can share my screen so everybody can see this good news. We celebrate and shall. I saw somebody custom on Facebook. Why isn't this article free to read? And I'm like, now y'all know that the paywall has been in place for a while. So, um, here we go. Custom scanner again, shall please. They would have fixed that one. they have been sitting there forever. So, um, $105,000 order against Cayman Mall Road, Sandra Hill, overturned. The Grand Court has set aside a default judgment against CMR Administrator Sandra Hill, which means that she will no longer have to pay out $105,000 to businessman John Felder, who sued her for defamation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It says during the hearing on Tuesday, November 26th, Attorney Kyle Broadhurst appeared before Justice Robin McMillan, who had imposed the original default judgment against Hill, And uh, Kyle gave a quote here to the Compass saying the basis of her application was that the default judgment was irregular and improperly obtained and that application was successful and the default judgment was set aside. Mm -hmm. The default judgment in question stemmed from a civil defamation lawsuit filed by Felder back in 2019, which was followed up by a statement of claims on January 2020. So we're going to give you guys one that once the decision is published. We'll give you a little bit more details on what, why the judge made the decision that he did. But, you know, this has been, what was that, 2019, 2021, this is almost three years, I mean, two years, sorry, um, of quite an ordeal. And I got to be honest with you, I never actually thought that Mr. Felder had the audacity um, to do what he did, filing a lawsuit when he knew what I said was true. But child, some people just, (coughs) sorry some people um mm, some people just don't they don't care about the truth here in cmr um we we actually care about the truth you know it's actually really important and as i've always said the singular um absolute as they say in law defense to defamation is actually the truth you can't defame somebody with the truth Can't be liable, can't be slander, can't be defamation, if it is the truth. So speak the truth. Make that be a lesson for you. Um, And the other most important lesson here, folks, is just hire an attorney. Even I have to admit that there were things that when um, Kyle and his group of attorneys at Broadhurst looked, looked this over, they were like, oh, wait a minute. There's an issue here. There's an issue here that I never even knew anything about. That's why you hire attorneys, because they're the experts. They are trained and they've got years of experience. So I cannot thank um, Kyle Broadhurst and Tiz and the entire team there over at Broadhurst, attorneys at law, can't thank them enough. Believe me when I tell you, $100,000, I ain't got $100,000 in the bank. Felder um, would have never gotten that money. Uh, for more than one reason, because he owes other people money and they were trying to take that money if I ever paid it anyway. Uh, So there was that pretty big detail for him. But in addition to that, you know, I ain't got $100,000 to give nobody. I didn't just win $100,000. And even if I did, I would have been like, you ain't getting this money. So it's good that um, justice has finally been served folks. And ironically, it's the same judge um, that made the initial order. And he realized um, that this was a travesty of justice, actually. If he had allowed this shenanigan to continue, and we'll talk about, like I said, once the judgment is out, you guys will understand why I'm waiting before we publish anything. I want to wait so we can get some of those details in there. And it's soon come. So the order of how it is to work now is because he has set aside the default judgment The follow-up judgment, which is the monetary um, judgment for damages, that has to, through Justice Carter, that has to now fall away as well, um, simply because, you know, there is no default judgment. So her judgment would be based on what? We always had questions about how she came up to $100,000, $105,000 in any event. That was a bit of a stretch, Justice Carter, but we leave that alone for now. Uh, Because thankfully, we will not have to argue that in a court of appeals, but that was going to be a big argument. How did she come up with such an amount for a guy who has no reputation? But you know what? My fault. I didn't file my defense and I didn't prove his reputations in the toilet. Um, But just Google his name and you'll see if you don't have a reputation, if you you don't have a name to protect, how can you be given one hundred five thousand dollars? But you see, the court only knows what is put before them. Again, that is why you hire a lawyer, because a lawyer knows how to put it before them properly. Yeah. Um, Shane says, "Why are there no key miners working in tourism? Uh, why there are no key miners working in tourism? Uh, is the wages thirty-five years ago? Deckhand got six dollars. Captain, dive master got ten to twelve. Nowadays, the captain gets six to eight dollars an hour." And the work permit system has already destroyed the tourism industry for locals 20 years ago. What a joke. Oh, Lord. Okay, man, we are a pathetic people. Now we want to change things a little late, wouldn't you think? Shane, I hear you. And then the question becomes, is it ever too late for change? Can we not try to get some of it back to benefit um, more locals? I don't know. That's what y'all need to tell me. So, um, yeah, what a mess. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. All right. So, Melita says, um, mm-hmm. oh, uh huh. Okay. All right, folks, um, thank you so much. All righty, good. All right, folks. uh... Uh Uh-huh. All right. Very, very good. All right, Shane and everybody else, thank you guys so much for tuning in this morning. So again, congratulations to Miss Dawn. Um, congratulations to Miss Man. now en route for the Miss Universe pageant, which will take place on um, December the 12th. Hopefully we'll have more opportunities to speak with her leading up to um, pageant day. And um, to all of you out there, you have a fabulous day. No, we didn't win $100,000, but don't we feel fabulous anyway? Are we not happy and thankful? We've got life. We've got health. Um, Chantel, thank you for telling me about that device. I'm going to go check it out and see what it's all about. Is it something I can just order on Amazon? That would be good. Um, yeah, I want to know more about this this therapy and, and how it works and you know what it does. Um, I'm all for it, trust me. Anything that can help you feel good and be pain free, uh, you know, we've got our part to play, and all of that, of course. So, big shout out to our sponsors. Um, folks came out is slowly getting that much closer to reopening, and I'm super, super thankful. Um, for that, you know, we do it safely, and I think I have faith that we can do it.
8: 2021. Census. Come and get ready. Census. Starting 10th of October 2021. Census. West Day, you're ready. Census. East End, we come in. Everyone will be counted. Census. 2021. What in town are you ready? Census. Georgetown, we come in. Your info will be secret. Northside, get ready. Rockers will be counted. Census. They okay, man, we commence. People get ready. Census. 2021. Census. Todos se cuentan. Census. Latinos serán contados. Filipinos más 2021. Census. Census. Papa, are you ready? Census. Mama will be counted. Census. Children and toddlers. Census. 2021. Census. Information is secret. Census. 2021. Census. Starting October 10th. Census. 2021. Census. 2021 Census. Census. Everyone Everyone counts. Counts.
6: Healthier
9: spaces, healthier people. Electrostatic disinfection is a touchless cleaning technology. It provides a charge to a solution that electromagnetically sticks to a surface, providing 360 degree coverage. Rest assured, It is safe for electronics, food, and paper products. Reliable industries, the claim you expect, the service you deserve.
0: Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation, 924-9999. Have you covered for 64 years as the island's trusted energy provider for all three islands home gas is your number one supplier of propane and propane products in the Cayman Islands offering same day delivery on Grand Cayman place your order before midday and the home gas delivery team will get your tank topped up in any district island-wide same day delivery one of the reasons people prefer home gas to anyone else we've got you covered call us today on 949. 949- 7474 Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.